Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by From Within Records. It's April. No April Fool's jokes here. I'm just looking forward to finally seeing the announcement for the One Scene Unity Comp Volume 2. There's bands that I follow that have been dropping hints, and I'm just so excited for that comp. The first one was super awesome. I, I was so stoked on all the bands from top to bottom. So many awesome tracks. I was so happy to see so many awesome bands come together and just put something together so awesome. So here we are for volume two, and I seriously can't wait. I'm just as excited to have volume two come a year later, and I'm definitely looking forward to it. So please, if you're not following From Within Records on social media, Twitter, Instagram, do yourself a favor, go boot those apps up, hit that follow button to stay up to date when that announcement drops, because it could happen any day now. I'm just patiently waiting. So shout out to From Within Records. And like I always say, support From Within Records because they support us. I also want to shout out Streets of Hate. They're down to less than 10 green vinyl left of the Pain of Truth and Age of Apocalypse split. And once again, I just want to give a big shout out to everybody who showed support and showed love to that split. It was really cool to see so many people come out and support that. Two awesome bands out of New York. Uh, come together to put out an awesome split. So shout out to Nicole and Alex, always working hard out there in New York for the scene. So please support Streets of Hate any way you can. On today's episode, I had to track down my good buddy Spencer. It's been a while since I've been able to actually sit down and talk to him. We're both so busy, got a lot going on. So we chat here and there, but uh, to be able to get him in one place and be able to talk to him for uh, for a lengthy amount of time, it was awesome. I, I always have a great time talking to Spencer. There's so many times where we just, whenever we do find time, we'll talk and uh, it just goes on forever. So it, it's really easy to talk to him. He's a good friend, plays in a, an awesome band called Endgame. If you haven't checked them out yet, hit pause, go do yourself a favor, uh, go support that band coming out of Canada. Super awesome dudes. But uh, Spencer is part of Scoped Exposure, uh, kind of the, the, the big brains behind it all, doing a lot out there for uh, Western Canada hardcore and just Canada in general. If you're not familiar, he does his own podcast, the Scoped Exposure podcast, uh, doing a lot of stuff with that, staying really busy. So just uh, do yourself a favor. If you're not aware, go support Spencer Scoped. Ex- excuse <laughs> I'm talking way too fast. I'm tripping up over my words. Uh, do yourself a favor. But please go support Spencer and Scoped Exposure and everything that he does with that. They do awesome things on YouTube, live sets. Uh, you can go watch the video portion of his podcast. Uh, just a really hardworking guy who loves hardcore just as much as I do. So it was a, a pleasure for me to be able to have a good friend like Spencer back on the podcast. So strap in and enjoy this podcast. So please, without further ado, welcome Spencer to the show. Welcome back, Spencer. How's it going? Going very well, Jamie. I'm very excited to be back on here for, I think it's like the third time we've done a podcast together. 
Uh, well, this would be the fourth if you count the Endgame podcast. Oh, right. Yeah. Man, I'm just a... Uh... I'm just like obsessed and I'm just only on Jamie's podcast multiple, multiple, multiple times. Yeah, no, you've been a great friend from the start. Uh, you know, somebody who, you know, obviously, uh, you know, who like I've talked to behind the scenes just about a lot of stuff and you've always been there for me and I'm always down to have you on the podcast. So I'm glad to have you back. And it feels like it's been ages since I've talked to you. Yeah, we we've been meaning to just catch up on on life stuff, but things have been so crazy for me right now. So I'm like, at least I have this podcast with Jamie that I can, uh, you know, dedicate an hour and a half or whatever to uh, to chatting. Yeah. And I appreciate you, um, you know, working with my schedule because obviously things were, uh, you know, a little backed up and some unexpected things happened. So I'm happy that we we're able to make it work today. Same. Yeah. So, dude, what's going on with you? You're you're killing it with the podcast. I'm really happy to see that you're still staying consistent with it. You, you got this whole new um, season thing going. Uh, I, I know mm-hmm. you guys are uh, Scope Exposures uh, podcast season two. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. So I guess like I think when I was trying to figure things out, I wanted to have it as like once we hit a hundred episode, there's like a fresh coat of paint applied, whether mm-hmm. that's you know branding, a new intro bumper. Um, you know, still built building on what we were already doing and not changing the formula, but just kind of changing, you know, so it, it's like, ah, we're into the, the three digit mark of episodes, which is pretty crazy. So, um, yeah, we're, I think we're at the time of doing this podcast, I think we're like seven episodes deep, which, um, pretty crazy with some of the guests that I've been able to have so early on. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm, I took a two week period. I think we talked about this in the DMS, but I took a two week period off just to kind of prep for that, but Mm -hmm. also give myself a little bit of breathing room. And I missed it. I missed, you know, jumping on zoom with hardcore people from all over the world and just chatting about random shit. So I missed that in that two week period, but it was definitely key for me to have it feel like, Oh, here's a new thing that we're going into altogether. Yeah. It's strange after doing, uh, this like podcast for so long it's like ingrained in me so mm-hmm. when i don't have something lined up or if just by chance i, I have a couple of days off and I, I don't have to think about it or, or i'm not sitting down and recording it I, I definitely do miss it which is like so weird because I, I do it so often it's just like become a part of my life and mm-hmm. it's just always there so when uh you know uh, late january i uh, took like probably like uh like a week and a half off uh not by uh, it wasn't intentional it, it just uh, you know things happen in life and I, I had to go away for a little bit and mm-hmm. i was like dying to get back i was like oh this is this feels like ages that i haven't sat down and talked to somebody and i, I just love doing it every week and i i've definitely said before that this is like my therapy i, I just love talking so sure. the, the fact that i'm uh, you know privileged and people are willing to sit down and give me their time every week i think it's super awesome and i'm always super grateful yeah, I think like outside of just like content creation, like it is kind of therapeutic to be able to like, you know, especially like I got a DM today from someone um, who was just saying like, yo, thank you so much for like interviewing the people that I look up to in hardcore because it's like really helped me stay positive and just, um, you know, just kind of keeping fuel to the flame that is the, the spirit of hardcore in in the midst of like no shows. Um it's funny because I've, I've thought a little bit recently just about if it's going to be how difficult it's going to be to hit up certain people for for like uh, features on the podcast because maybe they're on tour for three months or 
three weeks mm-hmm. um, once that's kind of back in motion. But uh, no, I, I think it's, it is definitely like therapeutic and it, it definitely helps me just uh, feel connected and just like feel like I'm contributing to like the overall story that is like, you know, hardcore, if you want to call it that. Yeah, I know. I totally get it. There's not much else going on besides uh, uh, a group of bands, uh, you know, th- this year and, you know, all of last year. Bands mm-hmm. have been uh, dropping releases, but outside of live streams, that's about it. So uh, these podcasts and people doing zines are kind of the filler in between releases, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think um, I, I don't know about you, but I kind of feel like the the hype of um, not the hype, but the the desire to do a live stream is kind of like it's a lot less than it was maybe even like mid to late last year. I feel like a lot of people are just anticipating shows and they're awaiting just to do that versus getting, getting into a studio. I know like Sunny just did one for a band that, um, that hasn't even played a show. They're like a brand new band. So it was like mm-hmm. their world debut or something. I'm, I'm blanking on the name of them right now, but, but, um, I thought that was kind of cool if if you're a band that started during this time to kind of do something like that um, versus like a band that's well established. Like, you know, I know Terror is one of your favorite bands. Like Terror did a, a live stream, but if they were doing that on an ongoing basis, it's, it's like most people just want to see Terror live uh, versus like all jamming in a, in a room with no one else around. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you were to do a live stream, you would have to bring something special because obviously you any band could just set up and, uh, you know, uh, play a set and hit record. But I feel like every band that has came out and done it has tried to step it up and have something attached to it, not just here's our live stream. But we are at that point where it's kind of like teetering, like, do we want to do a live stream or do we want to hold out because shows are kind of on the horizon with... Uh, so many people um, getting vaccinated and uh, I, I don't know about in your area, but out here where I'm at, the numbers are dropping. Uh, we're you know moving in different tiers and kind of moving in the right direction. And there's already um, rumblings of shows like starting to get booked for like later this year. And yeah, and I, yeah you like people our age bracket, mm-hmm. to my knowledge, are getting vaccinated in the States way quicker. Like my grandparents Shout out to them. They won't listen to this, but I think they're getting their first vaccination appointment in like early April. Mm -hmm. So Canada is really behind the ball right now on, on some of those things. But yeah, I think, um, I think it will just be like my, the one thing that I told myself at the beginning of this year is like, I just want to go to one hardcore show, whether that's December 31st, 2021, or like somewhere in the fall, early winter, that's all I want. And I feel like that's not a huge ask um, in the way that the world is headed right now. But um, I think 2022 is just going to be the explosion year that is kind of the return of hardcore. So we'll see. Yeah, I don't think it's a big ask to go to at least one show before the year's over. Uh, it feels silly to say, like, can I just can I have one? Just just one hardcore show, please. Well, it, it just still seems so foreign the thought of you know getting in your car and driving to a gig because it's been so long Definitely. but uh I, I i'm at the point where yeah things are just getting better and the the way like i like look at it in my brain which uh people probably think it's stupid but it's it's okay uh the, the fact that disneyland has an opening date i'm just like okay cool the world's getting better we'll we'll figure this out because mm-hmm. when disney shut down and it was supposed to be for two weeks and then it went on way longer than it was supposed to 
uh, that was like a real eye opener just because a big corporation like that, they never want to lose that much money. So the fact that we're already at the point where like, okay, Disney's opening the end of the month. Uh, my friends who work there, uh, they're already, uh, you know, on a schedule and things are, you know, the ball's already rolling on that, that whole front. So I'm just like, okay, things are, things are going to get back in the movie theaters. Like everything's like, you can go indoor dining again. So I'm just, yeah. 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 It's just a matter of time. It's a slow turn for sure. My dog, we have a dish for him in uh, our bedroom Uh and if it's not filled with like fresh water he'll just stand there and look at it and cry there's like there's no rationale to his uh his whining for that but i'm like do you just need some water and then as soon as i filled it he started drinking it so (laughs) he's uh, he or she yeah he marty marty is training you (laughs) (laughs) i guess so yeah Yeah. he he's just too smart for his own good um I'm going to check this Bev just okay. so I can get that. There we go. Oh, you got the, the nice splatter for people uh, who are listening. There's all the splatter on your, your boom arm, which is yeah, crazy. I did, did I? Oh, yeah. There's a little bit on the side there. That's nice. Um, <laughs> just just a little bit there. Okay, so we're talking about uh, things getting better. And yeah, I'm way more hopeful at this point in the year than I was even like a couple of months ago because it seemed like we're at this crazy standstill. Uh, for us in the U.S., uh, you know, our new president was just getting settled in and things weren't like looking good and they're still like whatever. Um, but uh, when it comes to the whole, uh, you know, COVID-19 coronavirus situation, I feel a lot better about it. Right. Yeah, I um, <laughs> I think uh, I think I did an Instagram poll where I was asking people, like, what is the the thing that they're most excited uh, for when shows come back and and someone uh, jokingly said COVID-19 jokes on stage. So I'm kind of curious because, you know, traditionally scope started as like filming shows mm-hmm. and we've just kind of kept things going through the podcast. So I am very excited to like hear all these like ridiculous, like um, coronavirus jokes that bands of all sizes will be making and, and some people might just be avoiding that topic in general but um you there's, know, there's no obviously. way yeah i think we can deal with it for like a year like another year like you know obviously mm-hmm. it, it will be something that we just can't get away from because even right. when i'm just having normal conversations that like it just comes up so natural because it's just such a big thing going on it's kind of you know it's affected uh basically everyone uh with everything so it's just you can't really avoid it but yeah i, I think a year after uh, thing, like once everything opens up and shows are happening again, I think we yeah, probably just give it a year, and then people get you know tired of it, and then obviously we'll move on, and it won't be such a big thing to talk about anymore. Yeah, yeah, I think a lot of people are just looking to live in times that aren't as historical. I think that was one of my favorite quotes just on this whole matter. Like, I'm ready just to live in a year where it's like kind of normal. There's some cool things that happen, versus like stuff that will be talked about and written in textbooks and all that all that shit so well well pretty soon the aliens will invade we'll be on <laughs> mars so we gotta you know the 5g will the five if canada will finally get 5g <laughs> it, it, it's strange times but yeah we nobody asked for this and nobody could have predicted it uh, so it, it's crazy and when you think about uh, how it's impacted the world and the fact that uh, we're some of the and I, I don't want to sound too dramatic but the fact that we're um, right now currently speaking as uh, the survivors of this whole pandemic it's uh, pretty strange yeah 
one thing I was curious about, you, you, you were talking about live sets. Uh, how come uh, Scope never filmed a live set up there in Canada? Uh, well, we did like some pre-recorded stuff mm -hmm. um, where, yeah, we would film something and then like kind of premiere it. So it was live in the sense that people could tune in and there was like a, a chat that you can mm -hmm. interact with people. But I think it was one of those things where I was kind of just like picking a focus for essentially making content in um in this time and i don't like there was definitely that point where i was like do i want to go down the rabbit hole of learning how to how to properly live stream and all the technical aspects of that mm -hmm. but i think i just kind of i saw like sunny and some other people doing that like i know even uh steven from 197 doing like working with sos really closely and i think i just went the opposite direction of like i still want to make content and have the um option of like post-production and editing and, and have more control in that area and so i do think maybe there's potentially a timeline where i went live sets and we did a lot more of those and maybe the podcast only was like one episode a week but i think we just w shifted our efforts and focus elsewhere um that being said that there are some other call it live sets or pre-recorded sets that we've done uh this year mm -hmm. um i think by the i think well it's already announced but i think by the time maybe this comes out maybe it's live but uh there's a metal or like a grindcore band here from calgary called wake that recently got signed to uh, metal blade records so rob uh reached out to me and we did a pre-recorded set um at a venue here in calgary called the palomino and uh, like we, it was kind of weird because we were gonna just do it on the stage, you know, empty room, kind of mm -hmm. like Code Orange, like for Code Orange's first live stream style. But I think they added like some plexiglass. Um, and Rob was like, this looks stupid. Let's just put some tarps down. And then we kind of did it more of like a, like a circle kind of performance to one another. Mm -hmm. But we we're kind of in this like, this box and then they like rented a bunch of smoke machines so it definitely has like you were saying before like for a live stream like it's it's better to have some kind of vibe versus like we're four to five dudes all jamming these hardcore songs um so we did that it's like three songs so that's a part of um decibels 20th uh like anniversary um, so there's a, and a there's a number of other metal bands that are a part of that. I think Full of Hell is one of the other main ones. Um, so that I think that's coming out like mid-April, and um, and then we also did this one with this band from Ontario. I'll I'll keep them nameless because I think we're reshooting it. They're having like some lineup changes, um, but yeah, like I'm open to it. I think it's mainly just certain bands want to do it or are like very against it it seems the three bands that i w have wanted to see do something during this whole time that the shows have been gone i, th I think about <clears throat> excuse me i think about bands like plead I, I feel like they were kind of uh you know getting started uh, mm -hmm. and then i feel like obviously they were really affected and then bands like trench and you know, huge fan of those guys doing awesome music out there. And then obviously I'm still a huge fan of false body, mm -hmm. but you know, sadly I haven't seen anything from them. Cause they're, you know, obviously they're probably just waiting just like everybody else. Yeah. I, I feel like out of those three, like 
I think that I've reached out to majority. Uh, I know False Body is in the midst of lineup changes as well. Um, I think I'm not sure. I, I maybe I'll message Jay after this and just be like, "Hey, like," because w- when they because they were one of those bands that released something like right when COVID hit uh-huh. or was you know going down. So um, yeah, like a lot of those songs off Blossom haven't haven't been played live and. Trench is definitely one of those bands that hearing it on record is like really cool, but seeing it live is like kind of where, where it sells itself. So I think that would be cool. Um, I haven't touched base with Tyler or any of the guys from plead recently, but I know that they're working on some new music. So again, if there's any Western Canada homies who, who want to do something like let's make it happen. Doesn't, doesn't need to be in Calgary. Like, cause uh, with some of the past ones I've shown that, you know, we've got enough, um, connections and, and resources to make stuff happen from BC all the way to Toronto if we want to. Mm-hmm. And I'm still sad that at this point in time, I still have never been to Canada. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, I think uh, you told me that Wild Rose 2020, you were highly considering coming up for it. Yeah. Um, as as long your as first Canadian adventure. Yeah, I said as long as you're willing to house me, because I don't know it. Because like outside of you and uh, obviously like Jay Breen and the few people that I've had on um, from your area, I really don't know anybody up there. So I'd have to lean on you guys. Yeah, no. As soon as we can do that, and you know whether it's Wild Rose 2022 or whatever it is, like like the the room next door to this one mm-hmm. is is definitely where you'll be staying, and you can hang out with Marty. I don't know. Are you into dogs? Are you allergic or anything? No, no. Like that? Uh, okay. I, I love animals. I, I just am not, a, uh, I'm not in a place where I, I can be responsible for one, if that makes sense. For sure. No, I, I totally hear you on that. Um, what, is there something that you're like, I want to try this because it's something I can only get in Canada that you've just been like eager to get to? Yes. I need, I need an authentic donor. And I need a, a side of Tim Hortons to go along with that. So that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I forgot who I had on. I had a river from this band from Texas called Ballista. Mm-hmm. And um, I know that they're very, they're originally from Canada and they moved down there. And I, and I had them on the podcast with uh, another member, John. And one question I didn't ask them um because they, they, it was a really fun episode, but I wanted to ask them what their favorite Timbit flavor is. And I'm realizing as I'm saying that to you, you probably have no idea what a Timbit is. No idea. Is that, it sounds like, a, like some sort of candy or dessert. Well, okay. So Tim Hortons, as you brought up, mm-hmm. um, have these things called Timbits, which is essentially like donut holes. Okay. So it's like the, the inside part. So like, I feel like the rule of thumb as you were becoming a, like a young adult or teenager if you were like if you're working a construction job and you were picking up like tim horns you would get like the you know the 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 coffee holder like four like two by two like four coffees Mm -hmm. slam it on the workbench and then bring a 50 pack of timbits and then people can just instead of having a whole box of timbits it's way more cost effective and just as good in my opinion interesting but I'm sure that's way different now with COVID. You don't want people's fingers fingering your food. Yeah, the Timbit box is just <laughs> just for yourself. No, yeah, they, no sharing. They're they're all individually wrapped. Yeah, 
yeah definitely but um no there's some good stuff up here that mm-hmm. you know we'll we'll do the stuff that you want to do and then i'll be like okay like let's get you some poutine let's do some uh you know some like canadian classic things for sure Calgary's great here for food too so you'll have a ball yeah i'm definitely looking forward to it i feel like uh i've watched so many travel videos since i've been uh, locked up over here in orange county uh, mm-hmm. been wanting to go see the world while i can yeah and and that's kind of the thing where you know i i heard a lot of people were you know planning to travel up to calgary you know as wild rose as their mm-hmm. kind of primary destination and you know i feel like if that fest was really anywhere else in Western Canada, maybe outside of Vancouver, like it wouldn't really work. But the fact that Calgary is such like a, excuse me, burping into the mic here. Uh, Calgary is such like a vibrant city, super close to the mountains. There's kind of like a a plethora of different things to do. Uh, And if you have a car, you can really like expand those options. So yeah, I'm trying to think about like, you know, whether it's wild rose or like, you know, scoped has like an anniversary show that we're doing now yearly, um, aside from the pandemic, obviously, but, um, you know, trying to think of different ways that we can really showcase just the, you know, the, the fun travel side of just coming up to Canada or Calgary, uh, for, for hardcore. So, and I'm curious about uh, your guys' scene up there right now. I know, uh, out here, people have been getting offers for things late 2021 and even asking to commit to things for 2022. Mm-hmm. Do, do you know if uh, things are starting to move in that direction up there for you guys? Or are you trying to get bands to commit to stuff in your area? I mean, like, I can't really speak on much of that, like, especially like the only thing that I've maybe seen for Wild Rose is I think, um, sanction like tweeted out and tagged wild rose and was like hey is that still happening like we want to play and you know two of the organizers cody and nathaniel were like yeah like we want to hit you up as soon as we can so i Mm -hmm. think it's just we're still kind of playing that waiting game of regulations and vaccines to you know work themselves out um you know going back to what we were talking about of like i just want one hardcore show this year i realistically if that does happen it's going to be something that's like a local locals only kind of thing um i don't think that there's going to be much touring until next year um being realistic on that yeah but um i i will say that um we originally were trying to figure out a way that we can do our scoped four-year anniversary because that usually happens late summer early fall um and we made a decision and, and I'll tease it here. We made a decision instead of trying to try to plan something to work out and like, you know, risk losing money and, and those kind of things, essentially pool the money that we would spend uh, for the four year on making the five year as epic as we want to. So we, uh, me, Jess and Nikki, the ones that put on that, like that anniversary event, um, are going to be getting together in the next couple weeks to like start brainstorming and, you know, start asking bands ultimately like, Hey, this is a year and a half out, but I, you know, like that's kind of the timeline for a lot of those, uh, bigger events that you want to plan. So, yeah. And to get bands, um, that have to travel, you know, internationally, uh, you, you want to get them to commit as early as they can. 
because obviously things, sure. once once the uh, you know things get okay and things are, are and bands are able to tour again like i feel like the floodgates are gonna open and people are gonna be everywhere oh oh for sure yeah i'm uh very much looking forward to that you know i i think that we're gonna see a lot of a period of time where it's like multiple shows a weekend multiple shows in the month not just like the one show a month kind of thing so yeah i make i'm excited to see like the new chapter and be a part of that i sometimes think about like who's going to be on the bill for that first show back for me because mm-hmm. obviously the, the last show that i went to it uh, you know it, i don't know that it was going to be the last one in my mind it was just just the show just to go celebrate uh, a record release weekend for initiate and to see some awesome bands like wise and i i had plans to go to other shows and i, I didn't know that was going to be it so I, i'm curious like who who's going to be on that first bill yeah i um do you know you know of uh, orthodox from nashville right mm-hmm. uh so i had their drummer mike on and we were talking and he was like the first show back i want to play first and i was like that's really interesting because like most bands you know, going back would just like to play third as like that people are warmed up and then, you know, you're not waiting around the whole night to play last or headline because mm-hmm. maybe people work the next day and they have to bounce. But to hear him be like, you know, I would say he's in a pretty sizable band and he's like, I want to play first. I want to do the the first four count in. And I was like, I think I think a lot of people are going to be like, yes, we'll play the show, but we want to play first <laughs> versus, uh, oh, well, you know, put us later, or whatever it is. So, yeah, it, it'll be exciting. I think the adrenaline will just be so uh, so overwhelming and explosive. Yeah, we're, we're going to be seeing like local shows selling out. <laughs> yeah, I'm for it. It'd definitely be pretty interesting, but still <laughs> seems like uh, a foreign thing to think about, but definitely looking forward to it whenever it does happen in the future. Um, but but as far as uh, you doing the podcast, well, we're still talking about uh, your you know doing it in seasons, which I, I do find interesting. So mm-hmm. when I think about obviously uh, you know season one, that was like a hundred episodes. So it feels like we're going to be in season two for for a minute, which is cool because when when I think about seasons, I, I think about TV shows, and uh, you know they have like shorter run times, obviously. But um, I I think it's pretty interesting and like a cool concept. Yeah, I think um, uh, I think when I had that two week period, I was I was highly considering even increasing the podcast numbers to up to three a week versus just two. Uh-huh. And I'm really glad that I stuck to two because work right now is so crazy for me. Because and I would be really just like mentally, and I would not have a lot of like, um, you know, I feel like I'm already sleep deprived, but I know I'd be that much more on three a week. So two is like a good amount that I can handle. Um, and cause I do see a range, at least on my audience where there are people that are like, I, that have literally told me if you posted a podcast every day, I would listen to all of them uh-huh. because either they like the show or they just listen to podcasts so much. And some people are like, uh, they miss it for like a couple weeks and like, Oh, you had so-and-so on. And then they, or they can't, they feel like they can't keep up. Um, for me, I think I'm an avid podcast listener. Like I'll wake up, I'll see what's posted and then I'll like download what I want to listen to for the day as I'm driving around the city Uh for work. 
Um, but I know that's not really the the norm for a lot of people. So yeah, I'm I'm really stoked. Um, you know, like a lot of traction, especially with some big name guests that I've had on and feel very fortunate to have landed those people. Um, and kind of like open my brain to like sky's the limit as far as like, you know, maybe it's not ridiculous to DM like Jamie Josta from Hatebreed to like come on the podcast because even in the first season, I was like, there's no way that, you know, him or like anyone of that caliber would even be interested. It's just, it's just talking. I, I, <laughs> I feel like, dark. yeah, yeah, just, you know, just, just a conversation, true. But, true. But, yeah. but, but I feel like, um, obviously everybody, well, not everybody, but, um, we all, uh, you know, have conversations with our friends and it, it, it can seem easy, obviously, um, everybody and their mother these days has podcasts, which, which is cool, but they're not all good is what I'll point yeah, out. So, sure. um, obviously, um, it, it's cool. Everybody, you know, can, uh, you know, talk, have conversations. It's fun, but I'm, um, you know, you should uh, just keep doing what you're doing and, uh, you know, stand out from the rest and, you know, you'll get those guests. Cause obviously you've already seen it now. Like you mentioned it earlier in season two, you're getting guests that you never thought would come on the podcast. And, uh, you know, it just takes time. You just got to kind of build your, your reputation and just kind of show everybody that um, you're actually you know, down for the scene and you know, down for your podcast. And it's not just some weird phase, you know? Yeah. Like you bringing up how I've been consistent is kind of, it's kind of weird. Cause like you said, it's just a part of my daily or my weekly like shit that I'm up to right now. So to me, it's no, like, it's like, okay, Friday's coming around got to finish that edit, render the video and up, upload the, the audio version. Um, Cause I do think like, like you were saying, people who had started doing something in the pandemic to kind of keep them busy. I think that's all great, but I think a lot of people will drop off, you know, once the world opens up and they can go traveling for three weeks and they won't like backlog three weeks worth of episodes to upload while they're traveling or something, you know? So I've already seen certain ones that I like podcasts that I like just kind of like, like kind of simmer out or, or, or just kind of fizzle out is, is the correct term there. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think, I think it, it will show like, who's, I guess, I guess, like you said, like down for it and who's going to keep going. Cause now that I can see, um, I, I made it in our intro where now it's like, um, it shows the how we're in the three digit mark. I think it, it feels a lot more like, okay, we're onto something now that we're past like two digit numbers of episodes. The fact that you can see a hundred and something like when you're like, I, I don't know if you felt this way, but when you're on like episode 22, you're like, man, that number is so small, but you were like, you know, adding it one by one. But you know, the fact that you're in 200 now where you can see that number, just like, even if it's like 222, it's still like, man, I did like 200 episodes. That's that's something to be proud of. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Um, you, you mentioned those low 20 numbers, and I feel like that's when I was just getting started. Because um, mm-hmm. for anybody who's listening, you can go back to those early episodes. Like um, episode one is uh, somewhere on SoundCloud, uh, which I, honestly I don't even know where it's at. It, it's somewhere on SoundCloud, but if you go back to like the earliest 
episode on like the Spotify, Apple Music feed or whatever. It's episode two titled Thanksgiving. And I'm just out here rambling like the, on like the most random stuff, dude. And so like from like episode two to like uh, like 21, when Antonio from Spine came on, it was just a bunch of nonsense. And I, I and I'm surprised I even got that far. The, the, the fact that I made it to to where Antonio hopped on um, is just mind blowing to me because I would just get home and i remember my uh, uh roommates at the time they were uh, they, they kind of knew what like podcasts were uh, but they thought it was strange that i was like starting my own so i was like yeah like i don't want to hang out I, I gotta like figure this thing out like i'm just sitting in my room just talking to myself and uh, i i made it work i and it was it was embarrassing too for me just being alone in my room just uh trying to make uh an interesting conversation by myself uh, which I don't mm-hmm. think I did. You can go, and it's super cringy, <laughs> but it's pretty funny because, but, but it's cool. Like I, I don't mind having it there because I want to be able to um, show the growth. Um, which sure. you know, some of my favorite podcasters have done the same thing. You go back to their early episodes; it's dog shit compared to what it is now. Um, so, so I, I, th- I think it's really important just to leave those up there because I, I'm not embarrassed by it. Those are the things that I talked about are real things that happened in my life. Uh, but to for the people who. Um, and it's weird that people do check it out because I see the the analytics. Um, <laughs> you yeah. see people going back in time. Yeah, it's kind of funny, but but um, but just being able to to you know uh, kind of weather through that storm and then kind of find my groove, and mm-hmm. and I even uh, obviously like now I, I'm like way like more seasoned at it, but like in the beginning I was just winging it, uh, literally me- sure. like messaging guests like like you know maybe day of or day before like hey I have this podcast thing going on like will you come talk to me. Um, versus now, like I do, I, I try, I try to be a little more professional about it, you know, give them like way more time to um, work it into their schedule and also mine. But I'm, um, you know, just learning things like that, like, okay, cool. Like maybe give them more time and give myself more time. So there's like less pressure if they can't do it and then I can't produce an episode, you know, cause one thing that I've never wanted to do is to put out an episode just to keep it going. If the guests didn't show up that week or if they had to cancel and I didn't have anything else going on that week. Cool. I'm moving on. I'm not going to try to just get one out just to, you know, hit, hit just to hit a number to, you know, just to put it out. Like I'd rather just miss it and then, you know, put out something like, you know, that's more meaningful, something that I actually, or, you know, like a real conversation that I wanted to have, not something that I just try to force just to, you know, add to the catalog. Yeah. I, I will say though, there have been times where I've been up against a wall on the podcast where, you know, someone rescheduled and then their podcast would have been the next one. And then I'm mm-hmm. like, like, I like, there have definitely been times in season one where, you know, I'm like, I'm doing two a week and then I would just upload one. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to really just push that. Like, you know, when you open up, you know, your YouTube, your Spotify, your Apple podcast on Tuesday and Friday, we're going to be there. Um, so there have been certain times where, um, and maybe this is a slight difference between our podcast is that, you know, we both interview people, but sometimes I've just experimented with like trying just to talk and like do like a Q and a style and just kind of like play that out and see how people take it. Uh-huh. So I remember, um, I really wanted to do a, um, kind of like a lot of people as the year was wrapping up, wanted, uh, we're doing their like, favorite albums of 2020, you know, favorite singles, kind of doing a bunch of lists and posts. And I had like my own personal ones, but I felt like it would be really cool to do one for the podcast. 
kept getting put on the back burner for so long. And then it was literally like the day before that. I think the year was like, like, I think it was like very late January. I was off for work and I was like, I don't know how this is going to look, but I'm just going to record it and upload it. And we'll, we'll see how it goes. And I was fully expecting it not to be like a highly engaged with episode because sometimes there's things in my mind. I'm like, where I don't know if people are only listening to the podcast because of the guests versus just me rambling. That's more of a mind game that I play with myself. But that episode was like when we did our season one recap, like a few months ago was our like number five episode. And my, my finding from that was because it was titled like best of 2020. That's kind of something that people who are just trying to learn up on things that they maybe missed throughout the year or like maybe looking for on YouTube. Like I I will say the audio listens were like very, very like, I guess to be expected, but the YouTube uh, views were just like way, way, way higher. Mm -hmm. And I think it was because people were like best of 2020 hardcore or whatever, like whatever it was. And, you know, I talked about, you know, Gulch's album. I talked about like Spirit Box's single as far as how how explosive that was. I just kind of gave my my two cents on a lot of those things and it paid off. So I do I do agree that like, you know, just you know, feeding the fodder of like uploading episodes that don't have sustenance or like time and effort put into it. Like definitely don't like put work and effort into you know, your, your craft, but at the same time, like, I think it is important to like play around with certain things, even if it like tanks, because even if it tanks, you learn more from like that quote unquote failure than you would if it like explodes. And I think anyone that like does anything creative can attest to that, where you learn more by like the L's versus the W's. Yeah. And you just got to take chances, especially if it's something you feel like passionate about. Like for me, uh, doing this podcast, obviously, uh, I'm, I I always talk about being put in this box of being labeled like a hardcore podcast. Um, But when I look at the Jamie or K podcast, I I just look at it as a normal podcast because uh, obviously 99% of the podcast is hardcore, which is totally fine because that's what I love and I'm very passionate about, been involved in it for so long. But I, I do have other interests. So that's why I, um, you know, used to do the the Disney influencers podcast, um, but th- that kind of died down because you know Disney uh, kind of you know got put on pause. There wasn't really a whole lot going on, but you know, but I still brought it back for the one year anniversary of Disneyland being closed. So you know, th- I'm still doing those, and then even um, doing my MMA podcast when I first started doing those MMA, um, you know, the JOP MMA shows. The worst numbers, right? Because because <laughs> I, I I still feel like like MMA is like really popular, but I don't think it's like at the point of like you know it's not your audience primarily. Well, well not that, but just um worldwide, it's it's not as big as like you know the NFL or the NBA, right? It, sure, sure. It, it's, it's still getting there. It's you know still really popular, but it's still not um is popular. It's not as, like a comment like a household name sport. Exactly, exactly. Like everybody knows oh LeBron James. But not everybody knows Conor McGregor. If that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. So, um, so starting those um, those MMA shows. Uh, shout out to um, um, my best friends, uh, you know, Nate and Jeff, who do it with me. Um, when uh, it started off, me, uh, me and Nate, and 
like I said, the worst numbers. Nobody, nobody cared, which was just fine by me. But, um, uh, but for me, I was like, I, I just want to do this because it's fun to be able to chat with Nate and for us to kind of put it on a platform and maybe, uh, have, um, you know, just put it out there for other people who are interested to listen to as well. And then slowly but surely, you know, people started noticing and tuning in. And then, um, Jeff, who, um, was like, I've been friends with him for so long. I referenced him all the time on the, on the, the podcast. Uh, he, he's with the one person who would always text me during the, like, whenever there's a fight going on, he, him and I'd be going back and forth through the entire card. And then, and then I got the idea. I'm like, dude, why don't I just ask Jeff to come on the show as a guest? Cause like we had guests before. And he came on and he flowed really well with me and Nate. And he's such a nice guy. And like, we just had like this really great chemistry. So I asked Jeff to be part of the show and he was super down and then we're at this point where, you know, we have like my network of friends, Nate's net network of friends, Jeff's network of friends, and now they're all tuning in and now it's like kind of become a thing. I got people, um, you know, asking if they could come on the show, um, which uh, I'm, we're all open to it. Like we're not too cool to talk to anybody about MMA. Mm -hmm. that, that's what we love to do. So the fact that we're at that point now where people want to come on and chat with us about it, I'm like, okay, this is fucking cool. And this is something that I'm glad that I stuck by, even though in the beginning, um, you know, was getting very few listens, but now it's like on par with like the normal episodes. So it's, it's something that you just kind of have to build up and just take a chance on. Cause, um, you, you never know. Cause if I would have just been shy about my passion for MMA and just kind of talked about it with Nate on the side and not kind of put it out there, I I'd have less podcasts to do. Cause now like yeah. we're like, um, you know, starting to do those more consistent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think like when someone's starting to do anything creative, they think about like, I have to build an audience mm -hmm. and I have to like get my numbers. Like everyone starts at zero, mm -hmm. whether it's your first personal Instagram account or whatever it is, like everyone starts at zero and everyone, and there's a lot of like really huge, like if you have, you know, you look at Joe Rogan, like if we're talking podcasting, he's got a giant following, mm -hmm. but I don't think, I think people should focus more on just like finding an audience versus building one. And what I mean by that is like, um, like if you have like a niche, if you're like talking about like a certain like type of fighting style, like I've, I've thought about myself because, you know, anyone that listened to my podcast knows that I integrate like beverage culture and like showcasing what you're drinking, like all the time, like, you know, like, you have no like visual listeners, but like I have a big just row of drinks that I've had on the show. And mm -hmm. that's just something that I like let bleed into the show a little bit, but I've thought fully, like if I just had like a Bev podcast where we just like drank Bev's of any kind un under the sun, that's a very specific niche, but I'm sure that there's an audience that I can um, find over time of doing multiple episodes eventually. Like it's no different that if someone like there's a huge podcast. I saw this on my Instagram today. That's just talking about the Roadrunner catalog and that's it. It's not like, oh, we're interviewing people who are on Roadrunner or things like that. It's just talking like someone going through the archives and doing that. So like no idea is too big or small, I think, when it comes to like building something, because I think as someone is someone's searching for that and you specialize in you know talking about the the very all the easter eggs of like back to the future series like i would be someone that would be highly tuned into every episode of that because that is one of my that is my favorite movie series yeah. so if there's a podcast out there and i should look at this if that exists um that is someone that just breaks down scene by scene on a weekly basis and i can tune into that for an hour 
like I'm game. So I don't think it's about like, I need to do something that is so covers as, as many bases so I can build up a giant following super quick. I think it's just, what do you like to do? Uh-huh. And what are you most passionate about? And like not getting tied up in the, the thought process of, uh, of the numbers ultimately. And yeah. just, yeah, making content that you like. 100%. Because people can hear when you're actually passionate about something, the way um, you know people will nerd out on things that they actually like. And those conversations are fun. Like, absolutely. My my favorite podcast and uh, rest in peace to uh, DVD ASA. It was this, this crazy podcast. It was hosted by uh, David Cho and Asa Akira. And it was just like this crazy rich guy and this porn star. And they would just talk about their problems and just, you know, everything currently going on in their lives. And it was just such a, it was just so fun to hear the crazy shit that would go on. And, um, and it was just like, yeah, they just talked about whatever they weren't trying to draw you in, um, with anything specific. Like their whole thing was that they were just unblackmailable because they just put everything out there and they just weren't ashamed of like, you know, what was going on in their lives. And it was just so fun to, to hear them talk and just hear all these crazy stories. And uh, yeah, just, I, I feel like people out there just kind of just go out there and just do your own thing and, uh, you know, just be real about it. And yeah, people will find you. That's what I, yes, th- that's absolutely. what I think happens. Cause like for me, like outside of posting the, my episodes the day they drop, um, th- that's it. I'm not out there, you know, buying like ad space or I'm constantly promoting podcasts, which is fine. Like, you know, when people go about it their own way, I uh, don't knock anybody for doing it, but that's just not how I want to do it to oh, mainly because I'm lazy if I'm being honest, but, um, <laughs> I just kind of, uh, and, and also I, I never want to feel like I'm forcing people to come check it out. For me, it's like, I, I just want to put it out there. And if people have time or, or people want to seek it out and listen to it, cool. And that's, that's more than I could ask for. So, um, yeah, just, I feel like it, people will find you and you know, they'll, they'll, they'll like you for you. And, and that's what I was talking about. Just be yourself. And mm-hmm. as hard as, um, it, it is for people, it's really super simple. And you, you have to deal with the fact that not everybody's going to like you, which is fine, yeah. <laughs> which is like, it, which is the reality. Cause for, for, I don't know anybody who's liked by everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't name anyone. Cause I'm sure if I said someone, there would be one person listening to be like, that person's a fucking scumbag or whatever it is. Yeah, for sure. And if there is somebody who's liked by everybody, that's, that's a red flag. That's, that, that's, that's a red, yes. <laughs> which is, which is strange. Cause you're like, Oh cool. They must be a great person if everybody likes them, but it's just like, no, they're, they're out there doing weird stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a slippery slope. Uh, I, I want to touch on uh, going way back to like uh, consistency and uh, you know, uh, not forcing episodes. Um, here's a weird uh, kind of stat. Um leading up to like these big milestones like for me doing the podcast um episode 99 never aired guests never showed up and mm-hmm. i did so many things lined up that i was like okay cool like i can't stop because um the numbers are everything's lined up i got like this f- special that we're filming so sorry 99 like um <laughs> you missed the boat but we're good we're just gonna you know just leave it out there and, and like you know people message me like oh like you misnumbered and i'm like no this is like the case like 99 was supposed to happen but it just didn't didn't right right Mm-hmm. And then fast forward all the way, we're about to hit 200. Guest 199 showed up, right? Uh, it, was, it was probably, an, and I think it was like um, just an unspoken agreement that it just wasn't going to get posted. Like uh, I recorded, um, you know, my audio. They recorded their audio, and after it was said and done, they were supposed to send me their audio. 
I never got the email and, I, and I'm sitting uh, around and, and I've done this podcast or I, I've, I've done podcasts with them before. So it wasn't like, um, something uh, that was just like, uh, you know, first time, maybe it's just like bad impressions or whatever. Uh, we've talked previously before and I'm still friends to this day, but I think it was just an off day for everybody. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, we have those, um, you know, as much as I try to be a hundred percent on every time, it's just, you know, sometimes you just have a bad day and I think we just aligned on our bad days and they never sent the audio. And I was just kind of like, maybe this is just a gift. They didn't send it to me. And if I just, you know, if I just play my role and wait for it and they never send it, then I mean, what am I supposed to do? I can't, I can't upload half the podcast. Cause that would be weird. Just me talking to myself. So it, it never came giant gaps of dead air. <laughs> it just never came. And then uh, 200 happened and I'm like, okay, cool. This is a trend. Like we're never going to post a 99 episode. Like 99. Do you think this- it's a trend or do you think it's a, a curse on the Jamie Okay podcast? Maybe a curse. Like, Cause it- 90, 99 just never happens. Yeah. 99 curse. I didn't plan it. So I'm really curious to see once we get to um, 299. I, I don't want to put that on anybody. No pressure. I'm, I'm not even going to mention it to whoever it is. Um, we know way down the line. We're, we're nowhere near that right now. But um, yeah, I'd be surprised if 299 were to happen. I, I think if 299 doesn't happen, you just have to start rolling with like 90, like any episode that ends in 99 just never, never it's makes just, the light of day. It's never going to happen. Yeah. I think that's just a part of the lore of your podcast. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, Yeah. Strange thing. But yeah, just go back and look and. Um, maybe one day I'll, uh, you know, in, in my tell all the, the final episode of the junior K podcast, if there ever is one, cause most of the time, um, when podcasts end, they just end, there's not really some big send off. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm really curious how that works. Cause I've like been listening to podcasts for a minute. So I've seen so many podcasts just kind of like wither away, which is always like the saddest thing. Cause you have like this time slot, you know, in your yeah, week carved no, out, there's no closure mm-hmm. of like, you know. Like, I feel like anyone even on radio, if it's their last time working at that radio station, like sometimes I've just had the radio on for some random reason. And it's like, Mm -hmm. this is my last time talking. And it feels more like dramatic of like, you know, signing off and then you never hear their voice again. But like, yeah, I do agree. Like if a podcast just disappears and you're like, is this happening? Like there's no, uh, and, and it's one that you like. Mm-hmm. it's um yeah i i can understand that yeah i wonder when this podcast will end hopefully it ends <laughs> well, hopefully it ends when i die this is like very self-reflective <laughs> just like oh yeah you never think about that about yeah well i do think so some something when i was getting into music one of my good friends uh who was you know putting me on to like certain like local like hardcore bands but he was also like teaching me guitar. Like we're kind of like, uh, I would say we're maybe an eight to 10 year difference in age. And I remember he, he told me, he was like, any band that you love will break up one day and break Mm -hmm. your heart. True. And I was like, okay, like, like, I guess that's true, but like, I don't know why you're telling me that. And I think in that week that like, I was like a big under oath kid growing up. And I think it was that week that under oath, like, called called it quits the first time before they uh came back Uh years later but i was just like crushed and i was like damn it chris like how like like why would you do this why would you conjure this into my life but i think i think that same thing applies in uh yeah like all good things will eventually come to an end whether it's 
this podcast, my podcast, my band. Um, but you know, I think the more the morality, the morality, mortality, the fact that it's not forever, like so to speak, mm-hmm. I think makes you appreciate it more. You know, the same thing with shows. Like shows will come back, but I know that a lot of people have taken a long look in the mirror and been like, I didn't appreciate hardcore shows in my local scene, in my regional scene, in my international scene. And I'm going to change that when it comes back. That's my hope, at least. When I think about bands breaking up, I I feel like I kind of like when they just kind of just fade away instead of like, okay, cool. We're going to do this big grand, like, you know, final goodbye. Cause then I like when I look at that, I'm like, okay, I know you're going to be back at some point in the future. So, and I, I think it's nice when it's like, okay, um, they play these shows and then they decide that it's, that it's over with, and then they just stop. I, I think yeah. I prefer that better instead of them doing like, all right, here's our last string of shows, and we're we're breaking up. But then it's like, you know, at some point in the future, they're gonna be back. Like as long as I've been around. I've seen the majority of bands that have, you know, broken up, like, you know, the, the bands that have like, you know, made their mark have, you know, broken up and have come back. And there's still a few mm-hmm. uh, uh, that haven't come back yet, but I'm just like, there's like this like invisible clock that I'm just like, all right, it, it's going to happen <laughs> at some point, which is fine. Yeah. Like, like, I don't uh, like begrudge them for breaking up and coming back because, uh, you know, I've been here this whole time and it's something that I love. So I, I imagine that they still have to like it you know, to some extent to want to come back and play. Or maybe it's just like a money grab because I've heard that too, which is kind of whack, but uh, you know, do what you got to do sometimes. Yeah. I I feel like, and and again, I try to lean on the optimistic side of everything, you know, hardcore related, but um, you know, like I think about like power trip and how Riley passing away was a very unexpected thing. Mm -hmm. And like that band didn't break up necessarily, but like, you know, I'm sure people where I'm not sure what the last show that they played, um, but I'm sure like the people at that show that maybe maybe the one person that like left early or like stood outside for majority of the set probably really regrets that because, you know, there's a big question mark of what that band does next. But the fact that people might not have been present or just like given a fuck like when it was happening in front of them and then it's like it's gone like a lot of stuff in hardcore are like fleeting moments um so it's kind of the same like i do agree that like bands nowadays like majority like the fact that you can see on paper a lot of like reunion shows a do well money wise if that's i guess what you're after but b if if it's a band like have heart that's been gone for so long and for them to do all the string of shows and just seeing all the videos and energy, like all that makes sense. But um, yeah, I, I do. So yeah, I, I see your point, but I think, you know, a lot of moments in hardcore are there and then gone. So, you know, anyone listening should just be involved, whether it's jumping on your friend to grab that mic for that part that you really want to sing or, you know, not playing the mosh retirement card when you only mosh for two years of your life or whatever it is. Um, yeah, I just hope people are just more like I'm here for it versus just like I'm here to save face or whatever. 
hundred percent. I always try to, uh, tell people to just go out there and, uh, just enjoy it in real time. Cause it, it, yes. it's always, it, yes. it's always fun to, to, to look back on these, you know, you know, uh, these shows and these memories that you have, but, um, to, to have regret. Oh, like I didn't see that band enough or I skipped their last show or I cut out early and I get a life happens sometimes, but that's why I was just say, just try to enjoy it in real time. Cause you know, you're, you know, that last time you saw them could be it. Who knows? And sure. I, I, I always feel like I try to walk this fine line and um, sometimes I probably come off corny to people uh, who I talk to, but I always just try to give people props like when I think they deserve it. Like, uh, like if a band puts out a good record and I enjoy it and you know, we have some sort of line of communication, I'll reach out and be like, yo, I think that record is amazing. Like, you know, what you're doing is great. Like, thank you. And, you know, mm-hmm. people, uh, you know, uh, enjoy the enjoy the compliment and um you know might think it's weird or whatever but for me it's like no like i want to let you know now when this record's coming out that this is a, a good body of work the, these songs are awesome i don't want to wait till um you're broken up or you're on your last tour to be like hey man like this record changed my life like you know a million years later like i, I want to let you right. know like in the moment when i think you deserve it and you know it, whatever towards the end too I'll, I'll, I'll tell you again but it's like for for um like a lot of people i feel like sometimes they're just um they just don't really like to do that which is weird um but for me i i, I just don't care i just want to let people know how i feel and you know just tell them uh that if they deserve it or you know any kind of compliment or whatever uh if i'm a fan i'm, I'm gonna try to reach out and, and let you know yeah i think like um people that are in the positions of you or I that have like, you know, something that we're actively doing. Like some, I, I, I caught it sometimes where I'm reaching out to someone just to say like, good job on something, or I really dig this. And then they think it's like me inquiring with them to get something in return, whether it's like coming onto my podcast or doing stuff. Mm-hmm. But I try my best most of the time just to be like, like I'm open if a band puts out something sick and I reach out to them and they want to do it, or I'm, I'm reaching out the, to them to inquire, to invite them on the podcast just to, cause I want to dive deeper into things. But I, I do agree. Like, I think leaving no stone unturned and just, you know, speaking like how you feel, uh, whether it's, you know, something that really makes you happy or sad or whatever is like, that all should be as valued as like, all the other stuff that we talk about in hardcore, right? Like, I think, you know, people in bands or people like us need those messages sometimes. Like, I'm sure there's been bands that have thought about breaking up and then they get that one message from the, from like a cult fan who was like, I just want to let you guys know this, this, and this, and how important your band is to me that have like kept them together or just made them go a little longer than maybe, uh, uh, they would without it. So like, I don't think it's, I don't think DMing anyone is corny. Um, if you're just like trying to sing their praises. Um, I think it's a little corny to expect a reply at times, you know, mm-hmm. like if you're like, Oh, I, I reached out to this band and you guys didn't say anything to me. It's like, well, what's the intent? Like, what's the intent? What's the point? Like if you're just trying to do something, whether it sits in sits in message request purgatory or not, like that shouldn't matter to you. If you're just trying to give some love to a band, whether they see it that day or 
like 10 years later that doesn't matter in my opinion true and uh speaking about that um uh you know purgatory with, with the messages uh i just want to apologize to everybody that's in there right now i'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll get to it eventually shout out to the message request purgatory <laughs> those are fun to go y'all through stay, y'all stay up <laughs> like i'll get to you eventually yeah and, and, it's, to keep and it's not like i'm like uh, you know better than anybody but it's just i forget because it's there and even in my normal like my uh, my normal dms there's dms that i haven't even opened uh just i just you know they get flooded and i'm just like sorry I, I i i forget but but it's fun when i go back and um i'll, I'll find like a nice message and i'm like oh i feel like a dick for not replying so i'm gonna reply right now and, right. Spam, and spam you to let you know that i wasn't just like intentionally ignoring you right it's like it's there I'll get to it eventually. Are you at that 99 plus kind of vibe? No, no, I'm not that popular. Come on, bro. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I was like kind of <laughs> curious. No, no. I think I have three right now. Okay. Yeah, it's. It, 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 I try it, my best to to let people know, but sometimes mm-hmm. it's like I don't really know how to respond to this, and then it just falls by the wayside. Yeah, no. And to be clear, uh, you know, Spencer's ghosted me. Uh, I know he. <laughs> well, I'm gonna uh, clarify, and he's also reached out to me this week, and I, I haven't gotten back to him in a couple of days. So you know, things happen. But like I said, uh, we'll, we'll eventually get back to you. Yeah, so, so. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say. I feel like ghosted is is too harsh. I think not responding within 24 hours is the correct way. But if you want, if you feel like I ghosted you, I'm sorry. Okay. All right. I, I I don't want to put our personal business out there, um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, let's let's talk about this off air. <laughs> uh, Spencer and I are we're always good. So for sure. yeah. Oh, for so sure. just just know that. Um, but yeah, man, I I, I still uh, love hardcore. I, I I love doing this podcast. This is like one thing that I always try to find. Uh, like I always try to find ways to keep it interesting because I, I always feel. Uh, for, for me, since I'm the the reoccurring theme on the podcast, since I'm here every week, I've been here, you know, every episode. I I I always try my best uh, to put out something interesting and something worth listening to. Because when people, uh, you know, take the time to listen, I don't want to waste their time. I want to try to give them something to you know to, to keep them entertained. With uh, you know, wherever they're listening to, on a bike ride or at work or even at home, just chilling, uh, doing art, uh, just wherever. Yeah, definitely. So you did that wrap up episode and I didn't realize um, because I knew like you work with other people when it comes to scoped exposure, but I didn't realize there was like that many people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So there's I think that there's been a a challenge for me, especially, you know, majority of all the all the guys are, you know, back in, you know, we're all in our specific houses, but Mm -hmm. um, yeah, like scope scope started as like a team effort. Um, definitely like my idea and and, and approach some of the other guys mm-hmm. um, to do that. So you know we have Cole who does photos and a lot of our graphic design and t-shirt mockups, and then there's Matt um, who he lives. He's the only one that doesn't live in Calgary, so uh, he lives in Kelowna. But he was driving out to Calgary for the fest and different shows, so. Uh, and and he was a videographer, so uh-huh. brought him on. Um, he actually helps me a lot with the 
Spotify playlist that we update every Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, so we like swap ideas back and forth. Sometimes I'm take I'm doing it solely myself. Sometimes it's a 50, 50, sometimes he's doing majority of it. Um, and then Jordan, who's, um, also a videographer, but he, he was, uh, essentially the one when we were doing this podcast in person, um, to run the cameras and the audio behind the scenes. Um, we were going to, I think we had talked about doing a Jordan cam, uh, you know, before COVID hit, like mm-hmm. of just, you know, being able to have him. I, I, I forgot the guy in, um, in, uh, Joe Rogan's podcast who like brings up all the clips. Jamie, and young Jamie. Like oh yeah. Jamie, of course. Yeah. So essentially it was kind of like him, but I think once we come back where we can do things where we can be in person and maybe have someone over zoom calling in or whatever Mm -hmm. i i want him to be like the producer of the show so it's like i can just kind of focus on you know the questions and the hosting and all that kind of stuff but not really have to think about all the technical side of all these things so um yeah that's kind of where my brain oh yeah as far as the team goes that's kind of the four who are on it right now Mm mm-hmm yeah and i th- I think it's awesome that you guys do a video for the podcast because i did a video um recently i, I had on uh dan schultz a uh, singer of born and uh dan's a really good guy he- he's-, he's been a friend for for a couple of years and i'm a huge fan of his band and with the the record release i wanted to do something a little special with that episode so i asked him if it would be okay if we did video and it, it was cool but uh it-, it was fun until i had to open up um premiere and start doing everything and i was like oh man it I was fun until i had to like edit it <laughs> yeah and i was just like this is not fun because i'm not super skilled in premiere like i can do audition all day no problem but when i opened up premiere i'm like wait i've never done this before so i, I had to like go look up some like tutorials on just how to add like a little watermark right. and you know just trying to figure that stuff out and i was just like okay I'm... where did you upload that episode the to video my, version to my youtube channel i have a youtube channel oh okay well Shout out to Jamie's YouTube channel that I <laughs> yeah, did not know about. I, I I rarely speak about it. Okay, because I, I had some people, um, you know, um, ask for me to upload it, upload the audio version to YouTube as well, right? So I was doing right. that for, for a little bit, but then that even became tedious. I was like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I just so I, I did it for a while, then I stopped. But then I was like, okay, Warren episode's coming out. I'm gonna do the video one. So that's the last thing that I uploaded. Um, so there's the, the, the Warren episode, um, but I did that and I was just like, Oh, I don't know if I want to do video again. And then luckily the next guest that I had on, they asked like, Hey, are we going to do video? And I'm just like, Oh, I'm like, and then I, I left You're it like, up to no. and uh, honestly, I left it up to them. I'm like, wait, do you want to do video? Uh, and they said, um, they preferred not to be on video cause they weren't like, you know, ready quote unquote. Right. So I'm like, okay. I was like, I, I guess audio is okay. But in my mind, I'm like, yes, I don't have to edit another video for a while. Like let's, let's go. But also, it's, yes. it's, 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 it's kind of squirrely, too, because um, by chance, Dan had a good connection. So his video quality was fine. But there's some mm. there's sometimes where like I'll get on um, you know Zoom with people and it's like not good quality. Where like, OK, like versus like I, I have like OK quality. It's not like the best. Like, obviously, I, I could we all could do better. But sure. um, yeah. but if, if, if you and I right now were, were to record, that'd be fine. Because like, you know, obviously you have a nice setup. I have a nice setup. But if somebody just comes on and like the video is like super fuzzy and like our, um, you know, video quality is not like on par with each other, then that's when I get kind of weird. Because then like I feel like people's like, you know, like visually, it's not nice to look at. Yeah, I that that's a good point. But I will also say I think people 
and this is something that I learned in my podcasting course that I okay. did a number of years ago. Mm-hmm. People are far more forgiving on something not going well on a visual side versus audio. Audio in our like in our brains, mm-hmm. like if we can't physically like work through like if it's like if it's distorted or it's not loud enough or like there's some clipping or you can hear like the washer and dryer go in the background or whatever mm-hmm. it is like that has a highly uh that has a higher chance of someone dropping off or not listening to the episode or whatever mm-hmm. i feel like if there's like if it if it goes from like 720 you know whatever the video quality p is uh down to like 144 and it's super distorted at least people can like look away but still engage with it mm-hmm. right so you know that was something that you know i i've i've done that dance so many times where someone's recording in their car um you know their phone like like disconnects or like the video dies or whatever happens um but sometimes i think like that's just kind of part of the show like you know we're like all there kind of very similar at a hardcore show someone breaks a guitar string an amp blows up like we're all there working through the the process of coming to the other side of that Uh so you know going back to what you were saying like i think it also shows that like podcasting or doing anything creative whether it's seeing a band live and something goes wrong and they figure it out is attainable um and i think it's just sometimes like there are certain times where it's like, yeah, I'm definitely going to hard cut this out. But sometimes it's like, yeah, I'm going to leave this in. I think it's just, it adds versus takes away from the episode. True, true. Um, maybe I'm just making up excuses because I don't want to video edit. <laughs> <laughs> it is, video is daunting and for a lot of uh, people where they don't have that as their background. But um, yeah, I'd, I think I personally, a huge reason why I wanted to do video is I feel like sharing a snippet of your podcast for Instagram or any like smaller social network, Twitter, what have you Uh is way easier when you have that video component, because for you right now, if you want to share a clip of this episode, it's just audio. So you could maybe animate the waveform. I've seen a couple of people do that, Uh but it's way, I know that you would have way crazier engagement per episode. If you had like, your you and your guests side by side talking about the new Warren record or you know whatever whoever the guest is so you know that's just like my marketing brain going and mm-hmm. you know spewing out facts but it's uh yeah it's it's a lot harder when it's audio only but you know it's just adding skill sets to your wheelhouse ultimately for for me i um, obviously, it, it, I want to put effort into it whenever there is a video episode because, you know, the worn one wasn't the first video. Um, I, I just want to make it, uh, you know, worth people's while to to tune in because I don't want people to, to click the video, get there and be disappointed. So yeah. uh, so for, I'm, I'm, I'm a little weary on that. And also, I'm, I want to make it more special because obviously if you look at, you know, episode 100 was a video. Um, 200 was supposed to video, but it wasn't. Um, and then now you fast forward to, to the Warren one, which was the video because of like the whole record release. So I, I kind of want to keep that trend going because sure. uh, I'm, you know, being on camera is okay, but I'm not like trying to be on camera every week. Like, like, like it's, it's just not um, something that, that like maybe if I had a better, uh, if, if I had like a studio space, you know, 
I'd be okay. I'd be fine with being on camera, but cool. Like let's do it every week. But also, um, I, I sometimes find people don't really want to be recorded. Like on, on video. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's been maybe one or two times where I feel like now, like when, when I ask someone they'll mm -hmm. I hope that they'll at least, you know, see a, a clip from like a past episode to get a, you know, just of what the show is about. Oh, okay. There's video. Like I can expect video, but there has been one or two times where someone's like, Oh, we're doing video. And then it's like, Oh, I wish I would have known that. It's like, like motherfucker. We're on like episode 77. Like, uh -huh. like you didn't do any research about my show. I did all this research about you, but that's, that's just kind of uh hearsay. But um, no, yeah, there, there are some people that, you know, and I just run into this, like filming shows like, Oh, I don't want my band filmed or like, I don't want you to post this set because the person in the front row was there. It's like, what? The <laughs> what? Like, yeah. Grow up. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, out of everybody that I've ever asked to come on the podcast, there's only been one person that has turned me down because they didn't want to be re recorded saying anything. <laughs> well, yeah, the podcast is not for you then. <laughs> That's They're, the whole point. <laughs> I, think, I think they were just future proofing their, um, you know, their L eligibility to be canceled ah trying to trying to be cancel free yeah i always laugh because uh, people are still getting canceled to this day which is crazy to me and mm -hmm. just uh, you know people are just wild out there and i always laugh and think about the day that um they come for me because obviously they're uh you know people will try and then it'll, it'll be fine uh, i i just hope everybody out there laughs as hard as I am when my DMs get revealed. <laughs> I can't even imagine. It'll, it'll be all the message requests people coming for you. Oh, Jamie didn't respond to me. <laughs> I hope. I, I, I hope it's just them. Um. <laughs> it's just it's an army of, of uh, 50, 50 individuals. But th that that day will be fun. Because I, I, I look at how, um, you know, because everybody handle it, um, handles it different. And I, I, I just find it very interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like I do think about that sometimes. Like, I, I, I think, you know, especially in Canada, I'm probably one of the few individuals that's putting out the most online content, if mm -hmm. you want to call it that. Okay. And I don't know if 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 it's. I know no one's out there like, like archive, like aside from my archives and my uploads and all that, I know no one's like, like someone as big as any YouTube star. Like if you want to call it like Logan Paul, like Logan Paul has all his like fan channels, uh -huh. like fans of Logan Paul or whatever. Uh, wait, so, wait, wait, don't disrespect them. They're called the low gang. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> low gang. Please don't come for me. Or are you Jake Paulers? Um, but, oh, you see, you know the Jake Paul is, but you didn't know the low gang. Sorry. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not on either of those teams personally. Okay. But um, uh, I don't know. Like, you know, well, yeah, maybe we could talk about this. Like, since since we're on the topic of YouTubers, like, you know, David Do David Dobrik being canceled right now. Like, he had all this content on, you mm -hmm. know, from his podcast and his uploads. So, you know, I've been watching that all unfold and. uh I do it's it's weird because he is this is a slippery slope as far as talking about this because a lot of your listeners might not know what we're talking about. 
Oh, it's it's totally fine because I'm I'm a huge David Dobrik fan, so we can go. So, yeah. Well, I don't know. Like, I think I definitely was, and then kind of. Oh, wow. I think with all the stuff that's going on, mm-hmm. and the fact that he is really not saying anything, and like how his lawyers are going after certain people to like essentially shut up or they'll sue them, is you know that kind of speaks louder than him saying nothing. So. That's a little strange. This is just going to become the 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 YouTube drama podcast. Now. No, it's totally fine because I, <laughs> I I find this interesting because um, I'm I'm a huge David Dobrik fan. Uh, obviously, his uh, content uh, structure changed with the the pandemic because he vowed to not vlog until like he could go out and about again. And still, he would still do stuff at home. Uh, and he took his podcast like way more serious. He he started um uh, he added a, a video element to it because he he recorded just audio him and Jason Nash. Uh, excuse me, Jason Nash. I'm talking too fast. I'm so excited to talk about David Dobrik. (laughs) Um, They would just do audio, but then uh, they decided to take it serious and they um, set up a podcast room and started doing video, which is fine. But I, I I find it really interesting and I I just wish I could like pick his brain and know if he's really truly sorry. Cause obviously when uh, they were doing that content and for people, um, we'll, I'll catch you up to speed. Basically uh, David has a group of friends called the vlog squad. One of the members back in the day, dirty Dom uh, used to film with them. And uh, they did this video where they're trying to get dirty Dom to do a five sum. And allegedly they uh, bought alcohol for these underage girls to loosen them up. And then Dom uh, raped one of the girls that that victim stepped forward and, uh, you know, put that story out there. And that's how this whole thing, um, you know, blew up. And it's, uh, you know, a strange thing that Dom hasn't said anything because he's the guy that, you know, did that. And um, I think he did put out a video if I'm remembering correctly. um, Okay, this is like, I think two days ago. So I'm like, I'm, I'm two days behind okay. just to okay. clarify. So, no, um, so right now I'm, I'm two days behind. Um, Dom, uh, you know, for, so two days behind Dom hasn't said anything, but the friends um, that have came out uh, and done videos ha- haven't defended Dom. So basically, you know, he's guilty. Like, you know, yeah. there's They're throwing him under the bus. It, for it, sure. it, it, exactly. Right. And, and obviously David, he's like the leader of the vlog squad. He's the guy who brought dirty Dom out, kind of started this whole thing. So, for him to put that video out and the girls in the video reach out to him. He took the video down like a couple months after the video went up. So it, it wasn't up, you know, from 2017 or 2018 till now it, it was only up for a couple months. But, but the thing that I think about is, yeah, he, he, he put up that content um, and he like encouraged the situation, but he had this, this time period. Obviously the girls reached out like, Hey, can you please take the video down? He took it down but he didn't do all the apologizing back then that he's doing now. And obviously I don't know if he didn't think it was that serious back then. So I, I it just boggles my mind. Cause I'm just like, dude, like, are you really sorry? Or are you just apologizing because like you're being affected negatively now because of what happened back then? And, right. it, and it just sucks because um, it, it, as much as I want to accept his apology and believe that he's like truly sorry, it's just like, man, what were you like? And I get it. Like these last three years, you're, you know, building your empire, but you couldn't take the time to reach out to these victims and make sure they're okay or make your peace back then. But you're trying to do it now because it's out in the public eye and you're getting called out for it. So it, it just sucks because um, it, it's because he's, he's just in a really 
shitty situation and it's just kind of like he's just in a lose-lose because if he didn't apologize people are still gonna give him shit even even now that he did apologize people are still giving him shit but it's just crazy and i'm not like you know out there fighting um for people to you know resubscribe to david dobrik right um, right uh, but it's just like it, it just sucks to see somebody who i thought was like you know, like the real Everyone deal. Everyone likes David. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. like yeah. I, I went to his house like a couple of years ago. Um, well, his his old house. Um, over by Universal Studios. But um, I, I just thought he was like, you know, the 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 good guy, right? The legit right. good YouTuber, no scumbag shit. But here we are, twenty twenty one, and David Dobrik's getting canceled. And this is something that I never thought would happen because I, 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 I was late yeah, to the same. David. I was late to the David Dobrik train. And I binge watched his vlogs from like one all the way up until I don't remember what number it was, but it was like the, in like the 300s or something, maybe. But yeah. Yeah. So it was it's interesting for me because I was watching David's vlogs mm-hmm. kind of since the get go, but also engaging with other YouTuber content uh, content that is definitely like trying to wa- raise awareness like David is really problematic. The vlog squad, like there's a lot of things that people don't see. So it's weird mm-hmm. to see both of these trains essentially coming in you know thinking that they're just running in parallel but now they're coming into contact with one another mm-hmm. and i think the, the the interesting thing with david uh you know being kind of this leader like you said like he totally is like he is kind of this director um that people come in to the vlog squad and it's not necessarily about like how can i help them build an audience it's more of like what is this person's quirk or flaw and how can I exploit that? Mm -hmm. That's, you know, and I think at the time, like maybe I or anyone that was watching his content was just like, Oh, that's all like, like not consensual isn't the right word, but just like you kind of just glaze over that. Like, Oh, like dirty Dom is the guy who's like a little creepy or like Alex is the really like, um, that the friend from his hometown. That's like really like, has anger issues or like, here's the, here's Trisha who's like this and, and all these different things. So, you know, this one certain incident is like, yeah, that's one thing. And it's sent like a lot of the blame obviously falls on Dom who like essayed this, um, this girl, uh-huh. but you know, a lot of the other aspects that, you know, I've realized is like a lot of that does fall on David because a lot of people who are, you know, I don't know if you read the insider article that came out about all majority of this stuff, but, um, you know, the reporter was, you know, this person was at the party for like this amount of time and like essentially bringing all the receipts on that front. But, um, David was there the entire time as far as like filming and doing different bips. So he was well aware of that. And then there's like different things where, um, you know, there's a section in the vlog in question where they're like peeking into the room to like get a head count for the vlog. And apparently like that was shot afterwards, like the day after. Uh So all this stuff went down. They knew it was really, really like sketchy, but they still turned it into this bit essentially like you, like going back to what we're saying as far as to still post something versus realizing like, Oh, this is really fucked up and we need to like, rectify the situation it was all just kind of shrugged under the rug so again like there's there's a lot of things we could do an entire episode on the whole david thing but i i think i've come around of like being a fan of his to being like like not really 
like thinking that anything that he could say to could really rectify that because even the video that he did put out um it's called less talk let's talk mm -hmm. and he's like explaining but it's on the views um it's on the views youtube channel mm -hmm. which is like so david has his main youtube channel he has his second youtube channel and then he just made that one so mm -hmm. it has the least amount of subscribers so that's the first point mm -hmm. and comments and likes and dislikes are disabled so it's like let's talk but let's not actually talk. Mm. Did you see <laughs> so, the video? Uh, the video he put out after that. I don't think I have. Okay, actually. so he 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 did an actual oh, apology video because that one was like very like you know corporate driven like you know he was definitely directed. But yes. um the the one he put out after on his main page, uh, I'm pretty sure he put it out on, on his main page. It was like a seven minute video or like seven oh, and a half okay. minutes. Okay, and he I, I feel like he spoke like uh, more real. Um, like not sure. not from a script versus what his lawyers were telling him. Yeah, to say. yeah, and and there were there there were some like you know jump cuts or whatever. Like you know he almost like like right when he's about to start crying, he like cuts it, and you're like, oh, like you should have just left that in because you know you show some real emotion. Yeah, but, uh, but one YouTubers thing YouTubers always play that game of like the the sad video sitting on the floor, mm -hmm. just like no cuts, you know. But like, yeah, sorry, I cut you off. Oh no, it's, it's, it's totally fine. I one thing is. Uh, People do give second chances. I've because uh, sure. I'm uh, and this might shock people or people might think I'm whack for this, but I'm like a huge Logan Paul uh, Logan Paul fan. Uh, okay. So like I was there when when he was uh, you know vlogging like for a whole year straight, like you know all the way you know leading up to the incident in Japan. And when Japan happened, like like you know my friends um, that I was hanging out with uh, were like laughing at me because um, you know my favorite YouTuber was getting canceled or, or, or whatever. And I'm like, dude, like shit happens. Uh, I, I'm just curious to see how he bounces back. And it definitely took Logan some time, but uh, you know he was uh, you know lost all of his like sponsors. Like he's in the, basically was in the same situation as David. Um, obviously, they did different things. Um, but he was able to, to, you know, uh, kind of grow and l actually learn from his mistakes and become a better person. So if you look at, yeah. you know, the Logan Paul from that, uh, Japan video to where he is now and what he's done in between, um, it, it's amazing to, to be able to see somebody bounce back like that. And for me, uh, for being such a fan of, uh, you know, David Dobrik in his vlogs, I hope, uh, you know, uh, he's able to change and grow and, um, hopefully become a better person. Like, I don't think he's going to be able to go back to doing the same content he was before the pandemic, obviously with yeah. like the, 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 the shock, you know, content and all that. But I, I don't know where they go, you know, the vlog squad from here. Um, I, I don't know where it goes. It, it probably could be the end for a lot of them. Um, but it, it just sucks to, to, to see somebody that I, um, you know, admired in that position, because like I said, I wish I could know the truth if he's really sorry or not. And the fact that I'll never know is just like going to kind of just be like this weird, like dark cloud hanging over, uh, you know, his head whenever I see him. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, you know, I think forgiveness overall isn't really something that's talked about a lot in our culture. It's uh -huh. like someone does something fucked up and it's like time to, you know, throw them under the bus and I, I never want to see them again. And in some cases, like some people have done horrendous shit that mm -hmm. yeah they sh they don't deserve a platform they don't deserve to be in a band they don't deserve to you know have a giant youtube following um like i think i saw something where it's talking about like consequence culture over cancel culture okay. because i think i think it's totally 
valid if someone does something fucked up like in this you know in this whole david scenario like i feel i personally feel like david is responsible for a lot of these things that are coming out about him because he is kind of the one that's pulling he enabled that whole situation a hundred thousand percent yeah so i definitely think that he needs to a say like own up to it and again this is me not really seeing his latest video Mm -hmm, for sure what that is all about um but i think you're right like a a lot of people are a lot more forgiving um when it comes to like just owning up to their shit like i think um i heard something where it's like america is like the country of second chances or something because you can in theory like do something like you could fail at something whether it's like you do something bad or Uh you just don't succeed in something and you could still pick up and rise like a phoenix and um and still do something and and maybe like you know like a someone who's been canceled kind of recently that i'm seeing a little bit more of kind of come back is like crystalia as far as like a comedian oh, i was like a big fan of his that's like, weird okay yeah <laughs> yeah i was like a big fan of his comedy stuff and then as soon as all the kind of stuff about him was coming up he just disappeared and even just him coming back in like short bursts i i like it's weird in the sense of like i think he put out a, a podcast episode kind of recently but i saw it and i was like like I, I, I haven't listened to it yet. And I, frankly, I don't even know if I'm going to, because, you know, sometimes like it does take a toll on it. If that's in your career or, or whatever, you know, I'm, I'm sure you're no stranger to people being canceled on the hardcore scene. And then you never see them playing bands again or even go to shows. So yeah, there's, yeah, th- there's it's, one it's guy. a super complicated um, space with all that. But I ultimately think like, if there's one thing to to say is like if if you're being called out for something that you know is wrong you should own up to it and uh you know whatever the consequences are whether it's you quitting the band or you stop doing your creative thing for a period of time like let that be let that be what it is and uh if you come back i'm sure people will not be super into it but some people might give you a chance i don't know it it, i don't think i'm necessarily i don't know i don't know who is the best person to be talking about that that topic specifically right Uh, it's a a tough topic to talk about because it's not black and white it's something that it's like you have to have these like nuanced conversations because not every situation is the same and not everybody is the same so I mean, you have to have these long conversations. You can't just settle something over a, a tweet or a, a thread of tweets. It, yeah. it has to be like a real conversation. And yeah, and, and it sucks. Like I've had uh, people on the podcast who've, uh, you know, gotten canceled after they've been on. And I'm and, you know, I obviously uh, like I think every situation, um, you know, with the people that have been on then got canceled. Like, obviously, I'm not involved in any of the situations. But for me, uh, I'm just curious, like, OK, like, where did that person go? Did they just give it up? Are they hiding out in some other city or are they just uh, just, uh, you know, a quote unquote like normie now, which is so weird to think about. Like, yeah. like if, if I were to cross paths with somebody that I had on the podcast, I got canceled. I would just be like. I wouldn't pretend like I didn't know them. I'd be like, dude, what the fuck? Like, where, what, what happened? Like, right. This is so strange. Um, 
there's uh yeah there, there's like uh, one guy I, I don't want to mention his name on the podcast because uh it's 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 just a weird situation but uh, th- I, i'm curious about where he is and like what he's doing and like i've, I've heard rumblings because i've asked around because i'm not you know uh, i'm curious so I, i've like talked to like mutual friends who who i know know him um and, and I've, I've heard some things and it's just so weird to me for for people just to to dip because i'm not perfect but people make mistakes and like I'm, but I'm not out here doing stuff like dirty dom or uh you know right. what chris delia was um you know like uh accused of uh I, i'm just you know trying to do my best and try to be a good person uh but people make mistakes you know i i'm i'm not perfect i'm flake on people sometimes sorry uh nate and you know shit happens but i i always i I always i always try to own up and uh give a sincere apology when needed you know yeah like i don't know nah i I was like gonna bring something up but i i was like maybe i should just do it dude just get canceled right now (laughs) we're we're on the topic where somebody has to get canceled right now just get canceled yeah i I don't i don't want to be the person uh (laughs) that gets canceled but i do think like I don't know. I I think if I ran in, like I I think people who are like going after someone online for uh-huh. for some reason, whether like you know, with a varying scale of like, like is this something that's just like should be a conversation between two people, or is this something that needs to be brought to hundreds upon yeah. thousands of people? We got to go go to town square um, and settle this problem. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> it feels like sometimes. Um, yeah but i do think like someone that that goes after someone they only view them as the person that they see online as the enemy Mm -hmm. they don't think of them as a person a a person that like like whether like after settle like trying to defend themselves or or whatever like they need to go out and get groceries they need to go gas up their car so eventually like depending if you live in a small town or a big city they're going to eventually run into someone. Mm -hmm. And it is that situation where it's like, yo, like where have you been? So I think, uh, yeah, this is, yeah, this is a, a strange, uh, like, I, I I think it's, I think it's good to, to hear like Mm -hmm. for someone that's like, no, like they just have their cancel button and they're waiting to press it on whoever is in the, in the, in the sites. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 to me, I, th- I think it's weird when like everybody just kind of uh, like like kind of like mobs up on people because sure this guy and like I don't even know who the guy was. Um, he, he was getting canceled, and I'm getting texts like, "Hey, I, I know you're friends with so and so. You need to stop being friends with him now because he did this and that." And I'm just like, "Uh, uh I just want to clarify. I have no idea who that guy is." I, <laughs> <laughs> it was so it was so weird for me to get a text being accused of being friends with this guy who was getting canceled and i'm like this is that you didn't know about <laughs> yeah so like and i felt like i was getting canceled i was like geez people need to relax and like i i get uh you know there was like that period of over the, the the summer where you know people were getting called out left and right and i i think that's fine if there's uh you know uh, people out there doing horrible stuff like that and there's evidence and you want to uh, call them out like i don't see anything wrong with that um but uh to to want to just cast everybody you know off and be like okay cool you're canceled get the fuck out of here there there for certain people there, there's any levels to it and like i said these nuanced conversations we could go on forever but there there has to be like a road to redemption for some of these guys who um you know who aren't out there um you know doing horrible stuff you know mm-hmm. yeah if that yeah, makes sense I, 
yeah it gets it gets tricky because i remember like someone had posted on the calgary hardcore facebook group being like hey like i just moved here like kind of curious on like the local scene and stuff like that and like um i had i have a playlist on my spotify where it's like western canada like hardcore essentials so i just like linked that to him said like there's a bunch of calgary bands on here but there's a bunch in bc and saskatchewan and manitoba and um i immediately got like a message from someone else that i like kind of know and he was like hey i just want you to know like that that dude that posted on the thread like he's from ontario and he like sexually assaulted this um girl um i just i need people to know out there like what kind of person he is Mm -hmm. and to me i'm just giving him a, a spotify link i'm not like hey let's be best friends but i understand why someone is reaching out in that regard like if it was if it was if i was in their shoes if it affected someone that i was close of yeah i would for sure like want people to know but it is that thing where it's like so am i like are you telling me that i can't give this guy the time of day because like or like not even like him specifically but just like those situations where it's like so someone someone did something wrong like did they say they're sorry because then then it's like now i'm trying to learn the whole situation yeah. where it's like i was just trying to give someone a spotify link but yeah it, it gets tricky yeah it's like i don't have enough time and i've, I've said this many times before but it's like i don't have enough time in the day to do the things that i want to do so right. for me to have to now cut in time to to go do stuff that i don't want to do yeah I, I have to become like this fucking investigator to find out who's right and who's wrong in a situation that involves me zero percent and it, yeah. it, it sucks you know it, it it sucks that this stuff happens in our space i i, I wish that it didn't um but uh like i don't know how to change it i i i wish for change i i, I try to do my part by being a good person i'm not out here you know, trying to, um, to groom girls or do anything weird like that, or, you know, um, you know, just do stuff that, that, that I shouldn't be doing. Right. Yeah. I, I just try to do my part, uh, support the scene, keep it going and just be a good person that, and, you know, and I, I get for some people that's too much to ask for, but when it, it leads to situations like that and you get called out, I, like I said, I, I, I think it's deserved, but, um, also for, uh, like lesser offenses, I think there should be a road to redemption back for some of these guys and gals. Yeah, 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 and, and gals. I think that's important to say that it's not mm-hmm. just guys. Yeah. That, that you know the the coin is flipped at times. But um, yeah, I, I if there's anyone listening that like is kind of like unsure about all this, I think the the biggest thing that I've seen that I agree with is like we you need to like look at the you need to value the criticisms as much as the response to that. Mm-hmm. So like that was kind of the same thing going back to where we were originally talking about with David is like, you know, these things started to come to light and I was like, okay, I'm curious on how he responds because it's a, it's very easy to blindly run with the crowd and the mob and, you know, grab your pitchfork and go ahead. Um, but it's another to be like, okay, how does he respond? And then the first response was like, it. <laughs> so I am curious on, on, I guess his, you know, the, the second video that, maybe should have been the first one mm-hmm. if, if that. definitely definitely and, and for, for me um i don't even know how i can uh you know be okay with watching his videos again because even with uh with, with logan paul when the 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 whole japan incident happened it was uh sad to to, to see because 
because you, you got to realize it, it, it's that time for for logan paul he was like the youtuber you know killing yeah. it with like crazy amount of views every day because you got to remember he was vlogging every day and he was just like unstoppable and he let that get to his head and that's how he ended up going to japan and thinking he could film what he filmed uh which clearly wasn't uh you know right and for him to put it out there and even for his whole team to fail him too yeah you know he was wrong for for wanting to film it his team was wrong for editing it and putting it out so um it, it was just uh you know sad to to see uh um, you know him fall so far and um but but it was good like i, I think in hindsight it, it was good for him to to experience that and you know it was a good um you know thing for him to be able to go through that process and, and learn that like you know you can't just do whatever you want in this life and like you know there has to be like a certain level of respect for certain things and for, for for him, like for even for me, like I I took a like a long time off from watching his videos. Like I, I would kind of you know check in every now and then, um, but then obviously I had to kind of get through like all of it, like the weird PR bullshit. You know, like Dave is going right. through right now, because like yeah. people can like and I don't get why people still do that because it's clear as day when people are doing these fake apologies. And and for him to turn and, and see and, and David and his team they 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 had the hindsight they knew that, okay we're gonna turn off um you know the likes and dislikes because they don't want to see that ratio because they knew it was gonna be an, a bad ratio um you know favoring for the brands and um, all the sponsorships that and, and then he didn't want to see the flood of comments because people are gonna you know people and um and there's obviously um as many people um are out there that like David there's just as many haters right because when somebody's sure. like that successful obviously they're gonna have a, a lot of people who hate them as well. So they're, they're they're just trying to avoid that like whole thing, but it's just it blows my mind. Like, why would you do that when you know that that's not what people want? People want like right. like a right. real apology, not this fake. Okay, this is what I think people want to hear, and and, and right. it just sucks. And even um and like I was watching the like and, and this is how into it I am. I stayed up late watching Keemstar's live stream um, of him refreshing David Dobrik's page, and as soon as the video went live, like we all watched it together. Um, oh, interesting. And 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 it's just like with these apologies, you're not putting out an apology to get people to like you again it's like no like you're putting out an apology because you're supposed to be really sorry and people are going to still hate you for apologizing because like like even though you said you're sorry you you did the bad thing like that's not going to fix everything but um it's, it's just like it's just like a weird situation so i don't even know when i'm gonna be okay to watch like to be like an avid watcher of his stuff mm -hmm. um you know yeah. when he puts it out uh, again because it's just yeah like i said it's like this weird dark cloud and um if i could uh, you know, or if I live long enough to where they build time machines, I, I will want to go back to the night of that vlog and be like, Dave, I want to shake him and be like, Hey, are you really going to be sorry for this in the future? Or are you just fake apologizing? <laughs> Jamie intervenes. No, I'm not going to intervene. Cause like, uh, you know, like weird butterfly effect, but I just want to just shake him and be like, yo, like, I just want to know how you really feel. Cause I'm, yeah, well, yeah, that was a point that I wanted to bring up. And I feel like that can, it, it can kind of wrap up this okay. whole segment as far as like, like if you're if you're becoming something you need to have grounded people in your court that are not your yes men but like True. people that will like check you mm -hmm. like when like off like with something and you know i i struggle with that sometimes too that's like sometimes i'll put something out with scoped and then you know it misses the mark and you know i didn't run it by my team or something and it's mm -hmm. like okay like i need to i need to learn from that so i think you know and, and and that becomes tricky when your you know your team is the vlog squad and you're just in the the clout bubble if you want to call it that mm -hmm. um, and you don't have someone who's maybe on the outside who's a little bit unbiased um, so so overall I think it's just important to have people like watching you 
from a distance and just, you know, or, or having people that you can run stuff by like, Hey, I'm, am I on the right track with this? Or, and someone would be like, fuck no, but let, let's work on how to, how to change that. So. True. Yeah. Like I said, just be yourself. When it, it, it's just simple as that way. It all comes back to it. Just, just be yourself. Don't let, and it, it's hard because obviously I'm um, people who, um, you know, aren't used to getting a lot of attention when they start getting that it, it could be like a drug for them, you know? Sure. Definitely. Well, damn. How'd we get to, to David Dobrik? <laughs> I think I think you brought it up because I uh I I insulted the you and the low gang. Oh uh, and that, that came up that, that is that is insane, but ate up a bit of the time, but Yeah. Um I, I know you, before we, we got on, you mentioned that you had a hard out and I know we're approaching that time. Are you you, you just... Oh, I got like five minutes. Okay. Well let, let's just wrap it up here. Okay. Okay. Well, damn, Spencer, this is, this is, uh, you know, honestly, uh, I, and I, I never prepare just to, you know, to, to be transparent. Like I, I've always said, I, I don't write anything down. Um, but I, I, I was curious about what we were going to talk about and where this was going to go, but this is, this is definitely a pleasure. I never imagined that we were going to talk about the David drama and I'm yeah. sure that I'll like DM you about it yeah. later tonight or something. Yeah. Well, we got to write this out to the end. We got to figure out yeah. what's going to, what, what's going to happen. We need, um, and, and I'm surprised that you're such a David Dobrik fan, as long as we've been friends and, um, you know, been talking, he's never come up. So I'm surprised. Yeah. I, I think I've seen it a couple times with you. Uh, or you know what? I think when I was, I think I unfollowed him on Instagram recently, mm -hmm. but I think when I would see in the past, I would see some of his posts mm -hmm. and you would, because we both follow each other, yeah. would be one of the people that I can like, Oh, okay. Jamie, Jamie's on board with that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, we'll we'll talk more off air about some of those things. 100%. Maybe we'll have to do another podcast just talking about oh, David. Dribble. We could do like a whole recap of his career if it's actually over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> From uh, you know, whenever I would have anybody on, um, uh, and and I know you got to go, but this is I'll, I'll um, we can end no, on this. Fine. Well, when I used to have people on from like the Chicago area, I would ask them if they would if they've ever heard of Vernon Hills. And everybody that I ever talked to, because uh, Vernon Hills, um, it's like a sub that's uh, where he's from. Yeah, it's like a yeah. suburb of like Chicago, and that's where David and Dirty Dom and Alex are from, and uh, and Natalie. Uh, yeah. So uh, whenever I'd have anybody on from the area, but hey, have you ever heard of Vernon Hills? And uh, nobody would ever know what the hell I was talking about. I just they would be like, oh, this is such a weird question. No one from Buggin or Harm's Way <laughs> is ever like, oh yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. That's but all right, well, Spencer, before we sign off, is there anything you want, else you want to say or shout out before we wrap this whole thing up? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, we, we got a podcast back in action, scoped exposure podcast everywhere. Um, we didn't talk about my band at all, which I'm fine with, but um, all, you know, for those that made it this far in the end, uh, we're doing a three, three song split uh, with a band um, coming out in like the summertime. Uh, we're, we're booked to start recording that next month or April, depending on when this comes out. Um, I think it's some of the most insane songs and riffs that we've put together. So I'm really excited about that. Um, I'll probably hit up Jamie to jump back on his podcast when it comes out or something. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, aside from that, I'm just, I'm just happy that we got to chat for over an hour. I don't even know how long we've been going to be honest. It's like a, we're, we're about like hour 50. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, I, you know, big fan of Jamie. I think he's doing good things when it comes to just podcasting in general, not hardcore podcasting. Um, but yo, know, I, uh, I'm just glad that we got to chat, you know, 
doesn't never it never matters to me what we hit on it just like spending time with you so yeah thanks for having me on once again all right no problem like i said you're you're always welcome you're you're like you're basically like family here you're you know oh. <laughs> you're, you're like one of the few people that you're you're, you're always welcome so uh thank you again for uh like i said working with my schedule and for coming back on the podcast Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Do yourself a favor and go check out Endgame, awesome band coming out of Canada. And seriously, thank you guys for tuning in. We really appreciate it. We'll talk to you guys later.